0: Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain before the foundations of the earth. In this study, God's Redemption Timeline, we discover that eternal God enters time so that He can redeem fallen man. The coming of Jesus Christ was not an emergency plan, but an eternal one. In this study, Evangelist Scott Pauley will encourage us to celebrate God's redemptive work accomplished by the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Jesus Christ did not come to this sin-cursed world to leave it like it is. He does not come into a person's life to leave you like you are. He loves you where you are. He meets you where you are. Uh, but then he does that great work of grace in a heart uh, to change us, to change our eternal destiny, to change our nature, uh, to change our, our daily life, our relationship to God. Uh, everything changes. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We must understand this is why we are redeemed. We're not just redeemed to get out of a mess. We're not just redeemed uh, to escape something. We are redeemed to enter in to all that God has for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and it says of our Lord in verse 30, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and, you guessed it, redemption. Everything, everything is in Jesus. Everything God wants for your life is found in Christ. The next verse says that according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. We must find all of our sufficiency in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Today, in our study of God's redemption timeline, we turn our attention in the New Testament to what the Apostle Paul wrote to Titus in Titus chapter 2 because it brings this redemption into our daily reality. You know, sometimes you can use uh, theological terms, uh, great words. We've been studying this great Bible word, redemption. But if you're not careful, in people's minds it's just theory. Uh, Oh, yes, I believe that too. Or we give some academic textbook definition of it. No, no, my friend. The Lord comes into your life uh, to make God a living reality in your life. The redemption is a reality, and it should truly change our lives. And so we come to Titus chapter 2, verse number 11, where the Bible says that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. What a beautiful progression is here. The grace of God, what it brought, it brought salvation. Uh, What it taught, it taught us to live godly lives, soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And what it wrought, it wrought a hope in us, a blessed hope, Uh, So he deals with our past, he changes our present, and he gives us something to look forward to in the future. And then we come to our verse, Titus chapter 2, verse 14, speaking of our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. So often when we speak of salvation and redemption, And the work of grace, if we're not careful, we're only emphasizing the fact that we are saved from an eternity separated from God forever. But do you see the present tense? Do you see the present tense work of grace? Do you see the present tense reality of redemption? This is why you are redeemed. It's not enough to know how you're redeemed. Why? Why did the Lord redeem us? Why did he save us? Why did he forgive us? Why does he bring his grace to bear in our lives? I love this expression in Titus 2.14. It says he gave himself for us. He didn't just give us something, he gave himself. Remember, redemption is all about the substitutionary work of Jesus Christ. He took our place, and he took our place so that then he could bring us into his place. He gave himself for us. And then we come to the purpose, that. And notice, please, the the parts in Titus 2, verse 14, because uh, these are the, the different facets, if you will of why we're redeemed. First of all, that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Uh, Every crooked thing in our lives, that's what the word iniquity means. It means to be crooked. Uh, The dirty truth is you're a crook, and I'm a crook. And you say, not me. I'm a good moral person. I follow the law. No, this is about God's law. None of us has walked straight down the line with God. Uh, There are crooked things in all of our characters and natures and He says, I came to redeem you from all iniquity. Aren't you glad the word all is there? The Lord doesn't forgive you of some of your sins. He forgives you of all of your sins. He didn't cleanse you from some of your sins. He cleansed you from all of your sins. See, when Jesus Christ went to the cross uh, to pay for your redemption, all of your sins were future. And so all of your sins were laid on Jesus. All of God's wrath was laid on your sins on Jesus. And then all of God's mercy and grace is laid on you. He redeems us, first of all, from all iniquity. Then the Bible says, and, so he continues, not just to save us from that, it says, and purify unto himself a peculiar people. Uh, So now we have uh, the the beautiful positive side. He not only redeems us from, he redeems us for, and literally for himself, uh, to purify our lives, Uh, to make us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, In my position, in my standing with God, I'm already clean. I I stand righteous in Jesus Christ, uh, legally, judicially. Praise God for that. But now uh, his redeeming work in my life is day by day getting out of my life the things that do not identify me with him and putting into my life the things that do, his character, his nature, uh, his goodness, not my own, No, he's purifying unto himself a peculiar people. We belong to him, and he belongs to us. And friends, that should be evident in our lives every day. This is what it means to be a part of the redeemed people. And then finally, the Bible says zealous of good works. So not only is he purifying out, getting out of our lives, but now he is putting in us a zeal for right things, Uh, good works. Somebody said, do you believe in good works? Absolutely. Uh, But let me explain to you which side of the cross that must go on. I don't believe that we work our way to God. We work our way to heaven. That's impossible. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Uh, Not of works, lest any man should boast. But I'm going to tell you, when you come to the cross, and when you come to know Christ, and when you know you're one of the redeemed people, it puts in you a desire to serve the Lord And every good thing grows out of the gospel. Every good work must grow out of the grace of God and its work in our hearts. This is what it means to truly be redeemed. God redeemed you. Here's why. Number one, that he might redeem you from all iniquity. Number two, that he might purify you to himself a peculiar people. And number three, that he might make you zealous of good works. I love how it deals with the negative and the positive, with what has to stop and what needs to start. It deals with our past, and it deals with our present. Uh, Redemption should be a present tense reality in your life today. Are you redeemed? If you're not, come to Jesus and be saved. Look to Christ today in simple faith. Believe on him as your Savior, and you'll be able to call him, as Paul did here, our Savior, Jesus Christ. But if you know he's your Savior, if you truly claim Christ and know you belong to him, then I want to tell you today, based on Titus 2, verse 14, it should make a difference in your life today. May God find everything in us he purchased. I wonder, uh, the Lord paid it all for you, and he really did. All to him I owe, the hymn writer said, is the Lord Jesus getting that which he is worthy of because of the
0: price he paid. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for investing in the ministry of Enjoying the Journey. This is a listener-supported program. If you feel led to partner with us, please visit EnjoyingTheJourney.org, where you may securely make a one-time investment or set up a recurring gift. However God leads you to partner with us, thank you. And we hope you'll join us next time on Enjoying the Journey.